what's right with you. How do you find out? How can you improve your finances, health, relationships, business, and more? Welcome to the Access Consciousness Radio Show. We'll help you find that awareness with tools that actually work. Now, here are your hosts, the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane Here. Welcome to Hi, everybody. It's Gary. And unfortunately, Dr. Dane is on an airplane, so he can't join me. So I have the lovely Miss Claudia Cano with me, who is going to fill in for Dr. Dane. How did I get so lucky? How did you? How did I, is what I want to know. So uh, today's topic is conversations and consciousness. Now, you know, it's like you're going to ask, what is a conversation and consciousness? Basically, it's like doing this radio show. Because what we do is we talk about we talk about things as what it would be like if you had a conscious relationship or what would it be like if you had a conscious you know, business or what would it be like. And I've been talking about these things for years. And so I ended up doing a, a telecall called Conversations in Consciousness. And it just knocked people out. It was so intense. And amazing. Oh, that. It was amazing. Cool. And so it's like I'm, you know, it's like I'm sitting there going, but this is just normal conversation. And it actually was like normal conversation because I was sitting around my living room drinking champagne, as you do, and talking to people and talking to people in access. And they were going, oh, my God, this, these conversations and consciousness, we need to record these. We need to do something with those. And I go, it's just talking. And they all thought it was great. So we started the conversations and consciousness as a point of view. So... Just know that we are here with Conversations in Consciousness. It's called Voice America on the Power Empowerment Network, and it's also uh, around the world. So, you know, Miss Claudia has been working in South America and, and Mexico, and it's like she's been doing some amazing stuff. So would you tell people about what was going on with the prison stuff and all that? Well, it's tons of going on, and I'm really, really happy about it. But um, the jail thing is we've, we start talking with uh, people that are in charge of the jail system in Guatemala. Yeah. And the guy that, that is in charge of it is just this amazing guy that went through a very different, difficult experience with his brother. Yeah. Uh, due to, um, how do you call that? It's a gang gang thing? A gang thing, yeah. yeah. Uh, So his his brother got uh, killed by one of these people in the gang. Yeah. So he started asking questions. That's funny. (laughs) Go figure. Welcome to consciousness. You start asking questions because you realize this doesn't work. Something else has to be here. Exactly. So that was like, oh, this is interesting. So what can I contribute to change this? Instead of going like, oh, my God, how could I kill the guy that killed my brother? Yeah. He went into, oh, what contribution can I be to change this? So he, he started working with these guys at um, the prison. And for some interesting reasons, we end up meeting with him. <laughs> and he, he really embraced the concept, quote, unquote, of... Um, Really empowering people and empowering the guys in the prison to, in prison to know that they know things and, and they could take a different choice exactly and wow. that's, uh, that it could be different if they choose it to be different yeah and that they're not like piles of 
crap or that someone really yeah. cares for them. Somebody actually was willing to contribute to them, exactly. which is very cool. Yeah. It's like, and it's like, in a, I know when we did the world, the global bars not day, you know, when we had people around the world for 24 hours running bars. And it's like the people who were involved in that, uh, Blossom and Susie were running the live stream and people all over the world were doing these bars classes and doing, you know, trading bars and stuff. And it's like, you got them at the prison to do that. And it's like, and how was that? Well, I, it was it was a teamwork. Okay. <laughs> so there were yeah, yeah. Okay. there's a lot of people involved in this, and amazing people. And I'm not going to go into their stories, but they're like, wow, one of these days I'm going to tell the stories of all of them. But they're you all can tell the stories. Okay. Oh, <laughs> cool. I haven't heard them. <laughs> so one of the girls that started all this, um, she contacted me through um, a radio show that she heard. Yeah. She was um, having a depression for four years. Yeah. Uh, she was lying in bed after her baby boy was born. Wow. And she just went out to have a session with a therapist for four years. Wow. So this girl, um, that's a friend of her, sent her the link to a radio show where I was going to be talking about gratitude. Yeah. So she listened to the radio show, and after that, she just contacted me. And begged me to come to Guatemala. Cool. So now she's the main contact with the prison. Wow. And she has a new car. She has a, a new um, business. Wow. And she got the, the manager of the prison to agree for them to run the bars for hours. They're not supposed to be there for more than uh, one hour and a half. Yeah. Because they have to do, like, lists and all that stuff with the guys. So, um, but they agreed to do it for for at least four hours. So, um, and the staff in the prison um, also contribute to run the bars of, of the guys. So, what... What they told me was for them was that it just created this peace and this ease in the prison that they almost forgot that it was like prison. You know? <laughs> it was just like this space where they could just be and like let their guard down. Yeah. Because they were just Amazing. like. And- Weren't the guards doing it as well as the prisoners? Yeah, the staff at the prison was doing it. Oh, my God. Yes. That's just so cool. That's great. I know. It's like I got uh, emails from people all over the world thanking me for it, for creating that, because it had such an effect on them, the sense of peace and the sense of possibility that they didn't know they'd ever really had or could have. And it's like somehow, you know, the great thing about running the bars is literally every time you you know, do the bars, 3,500 other people get free of whatever you get free of. And it's like with thousands of people around the world doing bars, it had to have created some serious change for people. And I know personally, it's like it's created some change in my life in strange ways that I don't even understand. You know, it's like one of the things that was really interesting, it's like, see this ring I'm wearing here? Mm -hmm. I have this big diamond ring on, okay? I lost this. Beautiful. I lost it two years ago. Wow. And I thought I had left it in the hotel and had been confiscated by the maids or something, you know. 
And I thought I was never going to see it again. I kept going, gosh, I missed that ring. I wish it would come back. And when I moved, it's apparently the guy who was my personal assistant found it and stuck it in his pocket and forgot about it. So it's like we've been gone for nine months and two weeks ago and moving something because he had somebody taking care of his house. And when he moved his, his pants back in, it's like he found the ring in his pants and he had totally forgotten it. And when I, got, when I got to Santa Barbara and I was talking to him, he goes, what do you think of the ring? I said, wow, that's beautiful. That's so much like the one I lost. <laughs> Yeah, it's yours. It's yours. Oh, you know, well, and it's like, it's like, and he, you know, it's like he had forgotten. He found it. He'd forgotten anything, you know. But it's like, oh my god, it was so great. And then somebody called me and said that this investment that I made in a company uh, that it was going to pay off finally. And so it's like all of a sudden, money is starting to show up again in my life. It's very nice. I like having money. So it's been it's been a really interesting gig. And I talked with you know talked with someone the other day that is an access facilitator and she had it's like she was in a relationship and she kept getting angry at the guy she was in the relationship with and goes i don't know that i want to marry him i want to get out of this i said well what's the problem she says well he doesn't do this and he doesn't do that i said wait a minute are you you know it's like if you have projections and expectations of people mm-hmm. do you do projection expectations separation judgments or rejection of anyone all you do is invalidate them and they have to go away. So are you trying to get rid of me? No, but maybe I should. Okay. okay fine. You know, and I, and I questioned her. And I said, so what is wrong with this <coughs> place of giving up your projections and your expectations? He said, well, I don't believe in that. You can't get anything accomplished if you don't have projections and expectations. I said, Projections and expectations of what you want to get accomplished are one thing. Projections and expectations on people, that doesn't work. And now I'm thinking about these guys in prison. Yeah. How many projections and expectations oh, yeah. oh, everyone has? Poor guys. Like, yeah, it's like if you're that. in prison, you're you know, a deadbeat, you're a bum, you're a terrible person, all this kind of stuff. You have no future. Yeah, nothing. You know, it's like, I mean, I know one of the, one of the girls in, uh, in Access was... This guy contacted her because he saw her picture on one of the videos that we'd done. And so he contacted her and wanted to meet her, and he was getting out of prison. And it's like mm-hmm. he'd gone into prison when he was 16 for beating up his girlfriend. Okay. And it's like, and I, and she, he said, I think that the access might actually help me. And I would really like it if I could meet up with you because you're the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. And I'm now, you know, 30 years old and been in prison for 15 never. years. So yeah. I never met up with him because mm-hmm. she, you know, she said, you know, it's like, really, I'm just scary. not it. I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it was more that it's like he was not her type. Okay. You know how people always have types? And I kept saying, yeah, well, maybe, really you know, yeah, yeah, maybe you should consider having a new type. <laughs> but if you had all types, you know, it's like, and so she, you know, so she never met up with him, which I think is probably a sadness in some ways. But I also understand that projection and expectation that this guy could be a bad guy and he could be violent and he could be mm-hmm. all these other things. So, you know, it's like, you got to gotta look at what is, what is this? What do I do with it? Can I change it? If so, how can I change it? And, you know, it's like one of the things with relationship is seeing that people do these projections and expectations on their partners. If you project and expect 
somebody to do something. You don't want a relationship. You want a slave. Well, Slavery is out of vogue better. at this point in time. <laughs> might work better, but it's out of vogue at this point. Yeah, it is. So probably not the best choice you could make. But hey, whatever. You know, it's like, if I was going to have a slave, I'd love to have a slave. You know, I think it'd be great. You know, it's like when... And a willing slave? A willing slave would be better. better. Yeah, you know. And if you had a slave that did sex for you, that would even be better. But I haven't seen any of those happening no, time, so, not you know, really. recently, so I don't think it's going to be a happening thing. <laughs> but we, you know, we got to look at all possibilities, you know, and what else is possible? Exactly. You know, it's like, I don't know, wouldn't you like to have a slave? Yes, totally. <laughs> yes. So would I. You know, it's like, and the one thing I've noticed is because, like, I've hired people to work for me. I've got, you know, a personal assistant. He's not a good slave. He doesn't deliver on time. He doesn't do what I want the way I want it done. And he, you know, it's like he's always trying to get me to change my point of view about what I should be asking for. And, you know, it's like I've hired people to work for him many times. And they just do what they want. You know, it's like you're, <laughs> you're paying them, but <laughs> we're not slaves. And they, in order to prove it, they don't do anything I want. So it's like, okay, I get it. So just don't even think you're going to get a slave out of this whole thing because it doesn't work. No, it never does. Yeah, I know. It's you know, a good it's like, fantasy, though. It's a good fantasy. It's like, I think it's always, you know, great fantasy that people think that it's all going to work out well, you know, because they've got the right kind of person or something. And I, I met this Aussie guy, young, good-looking guy, and he met this Asian woman, and he decided that she was going to be, you know, like a nice, uh, subservient Asian wife. <laughs> And I went, uh, yeah, I wouldn't that. count on that, dude. <laughs> they got married, and man, she went to town. She tap danced on his head in a re- on a regular basis. <laughs> he says, well, it didn't turn out the way I thought it was going to. So how's it going in other respects? Well, not that well. So why are you saying? Because I married her. Okay, cool. Enjoy. Cool. And that's, again, the expectation. That yes, the expectation. She's going to be this yeah. way instead of she's going to be who she is. And it's like, you don't want to do expectations or projections about people. You want to choose to let people be exactly who they are. And I wonder how much you really have to, to work to cover that expectation that they have. Well, it's like, you know, it's like it takes a lot. It's like when you have somebody who has projections and expectations in you, you will bend, staple, fold, and mutilate yourself in order to try to fit their projections and expectations. And you always know when they have them. Yeah. It's not like you don't. Yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah, it's Even if just, you pretend you don't. Yeah, well, there's, <laughs> otherwise you wouldn't have romance if you didn't pretend you didn't. Okay? Right! You didn't know how you're going to keep romance going, okay? Keeps the romance up and the dick down, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm being bad again. Thank God we have no callers this Love week, it. you know? It's like you'd think that it would be somebody calling about this. But not happening today, obviously. So apparently some of our subjects you know, inspire people to call because we had, like last week, we had like three people or four people to call. Mm-hmm. It was really kind of cool. So, you know, it's like... So Maybe they don't want slaves. <laughs> I think they probably want slaves. You know, it's like, are you a slave? What are you a slave to would be a good question. Oh, hey, oh here's a good one. Let's do that. Yes. So what are you a slave to that if you weren't a slave to it would actually allow you to be you? Everything that is times mm-hmm. God's any way to start and create it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all night. Apparently, there's a lot of parents listening because that's the one thing you always get to be is the slave for your kid. So what are you a slave to? That if you weren't a slave to it, we'd give you total freedom. 
everything that is times a godzillion, we just trying to create it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Wow, that's really interesting. So what are you a slave to? Then if you weren't a slave to it, it would give you total freedom. Everything that is times a godzillion, we just trying to create it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Wow. Mm. So what are you a slave to? Then if you weren't a slave to it, it would give you total freedom. Everything that is times a godzillion, we just trying to create it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all night. Sure, boys, it be us. Little unconsciousness connected to that. So, what are you a slave to? But if you weren't a slave to it, would give you total freedom. Everything that is times a godzillion, we destroy and create it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Mm. So, what are you a slave to? But if you weren't a slave to it, would give you total freedom. Everything that is times a godzillion, we just try to create it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. Mm, good Lord. So what are you a slave to? And if you weren't a slave to it, we'd give you total freedom. Wow. How many of you think you're slaves to your body or slaves to something else? Or slaves to your conditions or slaves to your... Fitting. Fitting in. Or slaves to being part of your culture or being a slave to your... You know, to your ethnic background or being a slave to whatever. Everything that is times a godzillion, we just want to create it all. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and So one of the things I'm a slave to is the Voice Empowerment Network because they get to choose when I have to take breaks and stuff. I don't. So <laughs> we're going to have to take a break now so because I'm enslaved to the Voice America Empowerment Network. And welcome to Access Conscious. We'll be back in a minute. Thanks. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The BARS is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The BARS is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a BARS session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a boys class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? When you're pondering the big questions like, is there more than this? How can I have a happy relationship? What would it take to like my body? And how do I make more money? Where do you go for information and tools? Check out the online store at accessconsciousness.com. Accessconsciousness.com has books, DVDs, instant video and audio downloads, online classes, and so much more. Subjects include abuse, changing your body, recovery, raising children, business techniques, tools to generate more money, how to have better sex and healthier relationships, just to name a few. At accessconsciousness.com, you can also find 
facilitators who teach local classes on a variety of subjects. Accessconsciousness.com, your one-stop shop for tools to assist you in changing your life. All of life comes to us with ease, joy, and glory. Go to accessconsciousness.com to learn more. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Access Consciousness. To join in on the discussion today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to Hi, everybody. It's Gary with Miss Claudia Cano. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us today. I believe we have a, 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 a telephone call from someone named, I believe the name I was given was Sapporo, but I didn't get that totally. So if I'm wrong, come on in anyway. Hi, Sapporo. Yeah, I talked to you a couple of weeks ago, in fact. Oh, yes, I remember. Cool. Yes. Yeah, so that clearing you did about what am I a slave to, that's really interesting. Um, some years ago, I, I was looking up, like, where did that word slave come from? And the information I got was that it came from Slav. And that kind of rang bells for me because I have some Slavic ancestors. And it seemed like the the word was the difference between... Uh, the um, it's like being a slave or being free was like being uh, part of like a tribe or not being part of a tribe. Well, I know that you know in the past, and I think actually the word slave comes from a Latin word whose name escapes me at the moment. I used to study Latin. Can you believe that? And uh, and uh, so it's. So basically what it boils down to is it's like you were either part of a group or you were a slave to the group, and that's pretty much the way things worked in the olden days back in the, you know, the, not the prehistoric times, but right after when they started doing uh, agrarian living. And so that's, you know, that's not surprising that it would have that kind of impact. And uh, I don't know whether you have Slavic, you know, having Slavic background, I doesn't, don't think makes you a slave. It's like all the Slavic people I've known have been rather demanding people who weren't going to go there. So I don't think you need to worry about it. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, does, does it, does, like that ancestral stuff, I mean, I know you talk about ancestor worship as something we can clear, but how, how does that show up that we're not even aware of? Well, it's like, you know, it's like you make yourself, if, you know, if you say I'm of Slavic background, for instance, you make yourself a slave to maintaining that connection to Slavic background. It's like one of my, you know, one of my friends went out and had her DNA tested, and she said, you know, she said, oh, my God, I found out I'm, you know, uh, 14%, you know, black, and I'm, you know, 7% Indian, and I'm, you know, 7% Scandinavian. I said, honey, you're just a mutt, okay? And it's okay. But it's like she was trying to make it all significant about it. And her boyfriend said, well, no wonder her bo- booty looks like that. Must be the black blood coming out. 
And I just <laughs> cracked up. You know, it's like for me, it's like, okay, so it doesn't matter what your bloodlines are. It's like you're going to turn out the way you turn out. And the reality is we create our bodies based on the fact that we choose the parents that we have. And you got to get clear. You chose them because you knew you could get the body you wanted. And if you're not happy with your body, get over it and start going, okay, body, what do I need to do to be really happy with you? Because you was one fine body. Wow. So we're like slaves to our our desire to be slaves. Yeah. Yeah, it's like we well, it's like it's our desire to fit in someplace. It's like you said, you know, it's like you were either part of the tribe or you weren't. So it's like you always it's like we always seem to have this slavery to wanting to fit in. And it's like, I mean, you really want to see slavery. I remember when I was in high school, oh my god, wanting to fit in was the worst thing that you could do. But you would spend your entire life trying to find out how you could fit in with the people who were the meanest, nastiest people in the world because you figured they wouldn't be mean and nasty to you if you fit in. But they're mean really and work. nasty so you can fit in first. Yeah. Yeah. Weird the way it works. So just get and run that process. If you put it on a loop and listen to it for a few days, I think you'll find yourself having a whole lot more freedom. Cool. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Okay, we have Chris from Colorado with a question. Hello? Hello, Chris. Hi, thanks for having me on. So my question is, I'm searching for, you know, something that I want to create. And I continue to ask myself, what do I like to do? And that changes, you know, every day. And even within that day. (laughs) So... So so what can I do to find something that I can stick with and actually create well, more than... first of all, let me ask you a question. Okay. Are you a human or a humanoid? A human? Nope. How many times, how many times do you change jobs? A lot. Yeah, you're a humanoid. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Humanoids can't stay with the same job. They can't do a career. They're a master of all trades and a jack of none. Ever notice that so you can you figure out how to make everything money? work within three and a half days to three and a half weeks? What was that? Ever notice that you can figure out how to make things work better in any job you do within three and a half days or three and a half weeks? Hell yeah. Yeah, because you're a humanoid, honey. Sorry. You know, it's like the reality is you don't need to go out and find out what you want to do. The reality is for humanoids, the only way you find out you, you know, what you really would like to do is by doing things until you don't like doing them anymore and then going on to something else. And you accidentally run into what you'd like to do. What but I, I do to make recommend money? this question instead. What could I be today that would give me everything I truly desire? That one? Okay. Good idea, and Claudia just added, right away. What can I be hey, today I, that would give me everything money? I desire right away? All right, what can I do to make money? Well, what can you do to make money? <clears throat> do anything you love doing. The problem is, humanoids don't do anything for money. Money comes as an accident for them. <laughs> okay. Because what they, as long as they're doing something they really love doing, they always get money. When they don't like doing something, they can barely survive. Okay, well, what I 
what I've done and what I stopped doing was I quit selling pot because I'd been listening to this show a lot and I heard how you said pot fucks up your money flows. Yeah, so I, it does. I quit. I quit doing that and I haven't had any money since. Well, so, you know, it's like, you know, it's like I said, if you used it, it would suck up your money. I didn't say if you sold it, it would. Okay. You know, you can sell anything. <laughs> okay. You're brilliant at selling, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. And it doesn't matter what you sell as long as you enjoy selling. And you like selling. I can guarantee that. Yeah. Okay, good. So go sell pot. What the fuck? As long as you don't smoke it. You smoke it, your money situation is going to go to hell. Yeah, but there's a lot of risk involved with that. There's a lot of legal things that come with that, too. Yeah, I know. But aren't you in Colorado? Yeah, I am. I thought it was legal there. It is, but there's a lot of caveats. Oh, yeah, I know. The government always does that. They put all kinds of restrictions and stuff on it. Yeah, it's legal by the state, but not federally. Yeah, I know. And the federal government is doing all kinds of stuff to try and stop it, which isn't working. You know, it's like, I mean, it's like what would happen if they got rid of the DEA? How many people would be out of business? Yeah. <laughs> and how much foreign aid would other countries lose because they're not being taken care of for, you know, fighting the war on drugs? You know, it's a big yeah. business that we're talking about, fighting the, the drug war. It's a bigger business okay. selling it, but we don't want to talk about that. Okay, well, you said you don't like your personal assistant. Are you looking for a new personal assistant? No, thanks. I didn't say I didn't like him. I said I couldn't get him to do what I wanted him to do. He wasn't a good slave. Okay. I, I only think I can get slaves. I know I really can't. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but thanks for the offer. Thanks for calling, Chris. Yeah, thank you. All okay, right. and we have Susan from Montana. Oh, hi. Hi, how you doing? I'm great. I realize I am such a humanoid. I can't believe it. So I'm in the same boat the last caller is. I quit my job, and now I'm, like, looking at what can I do to, what can I do in the world? So I got a job teaching swimming. Monday, I'm going to start teaching skiing. And it's like, I feel like I'm a slave to money. Well, are you a slave to money? Are you, you know, trying to make yourself a slave to money? Or have you decided that everybody's a slave to money? So you must be too. One, two, or three. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That I am a slave to money and like everybody else. Yeah. Well, you're not like everybody else. So give it on up to Jesus. Okay. Or whatever God will take it, okay? Okay. Give that okay, one good. So everything that is times a God's own, we just try to create it all. Yes, yes, yes. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, beyonds. And please don't ask, what can I do? Ask, what can I be today that would create money for me right away? What can I be today that will create money for me right away? Yeah, and yeah. you aren't going to get a, you know, an answer in like, you know, a day. It might take okay. 30 days, but all of a sudden something will come to you. You go do that, things will start to work. Okay. So I'm coming down to 2-3 in Houston, so I'm looking forward to that. 
Good. I look forward to meeting you in person. Yeah, I'll be sitting in the front row probably with my hand going up a lot. So okay, good. I love it when people ask questions. There's no <laughs> such thing as a stupid question. Only stupid people who don't ask questions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I ask a lot of them. So cool. my second go around. So hoping I've got something here. Okay. Thanks so much. Okay. Cool. Thank you for calling. Yeah. Bye. Okay. So, you know, it's interesting that we're talking about, you know, you have to choose to be, not do. Because, mm. like, you know, the reality about a humanoid is you can do anything. You know, it's like, and it's like that was the one thing that my parents always gave me when I was a kid. You can do anything, Gary. And then I do it and they go, no, don't do that. <laughs> what? But you said I could do anything. Not that. Don't do that. But, well, you can. But, yeah, but it's like, but, what, but why wouldn't I do it? And they go, because that's not a good thing to do. What? You said I could do anything, so why are there good and bad things to do? I don't get this. But that's the thing about realizing your parents can say one thing and they will do another. Just your parents. Oh, yeah, everybody. <laughs> yeah, just your parents and everybody else. You know, it's just funny to me how you know, people do that all the time. It's amazing. You know, it's like... And, you know, I mean, poor Chris, it's like he decides he had to give up. I didn't say he had to, you know, give up selling dope. I just said he had to give up smoking dope. Smoking. smoking will kill your finances in a heartbeat. But, you know, if you need to sell it, sell it. You know, people go, what? It's like I thought, what kind of morals is that? I said, I am not a moralist. <laughs> I have no judgment of what you do. It's like, I'm sorry. It's like, you know, selling alcohol. Alcohol screws people up just as bad as, you know, as pot does, but that's legal. legal. So it's okay to do that. So you got to get that there's a different reality that's available to you if you're willing to have it. And how much are you enslaved to the expectations and the projections of others? Yeah. Or what, like, fit uh, in too? Good process, thanks. So how many projections, expectations, separations, judgments, and rejections are you using to enslave you to someone or something at all times. Everything that is times a godzillion we just trying to create it all. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, holy moly, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Good Lord. So how many projections, expectations, separation, judgments, and rejections are you using to enslave you to something or someone for all eternity? Everything that is times a godzillion we just trying to create it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. How many of you out there are enslaved to this reality? Ooh, apparently a lot of you. So everything you've done to enslave yourself to this reality, will you just try to create all that? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So how many projections, expectations, separation, judgments, and rejections do you have that enslave you to someone or something that keeps you trapped for all eternity? Everything that is times a godzillion, we just trying to create it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Mm, not nice. So, what projection, how many projections, expectations, separation, judgments, and rejections are you using to enslave you to someone or something through all eternity? Everything that is times a godzillion, we just try and create it all. Mm -hmm. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. One of the things I was enslaved to was romance novels. 
well, not romance novels, romance, romance, <laughs> romance itself. You know, it's like, and I read all the classics, you know, Jane Austen and all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. It's like I read all that stuff and did all that stuff, and I thought, oh, I'm getting educated. Yeah, educating myself on how to be a good romantic. I did, you know, Shelley and Keats and, you know, Browning and Barrett Browning and all of the great literature, quote unquote, that was about mm-hmm. romance. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I realized what I'd done is enslaved myself to the idea that romance was the way to get everything you really wanted in life. Wow. And when I came away from that sense that I had to have romance in order to have my life, I started to have more clarity about what was really going on around me. I can love people, but, you know, romance is not always in your best interest. I was a great romantic. When I was in high school, I brought flowers to the girls I loved. Mm-hmm. I brought them presents. I did all that kind of stuff. And then they would look at me and they go, well, yeah, I get that you love me, but I don't love you. I go, <laughs> okay. hey, how come you don't love me? I'm such a nice person. And I've I'm done so all the things that, you know, that is romantic. I've written you poetry and I've done all this great stuff. And You're supposed to say I love you back. Yeah, and they didn't do it. <laughs> Damn. Okay. I was a chick flick looking for a place to happen. <laughs> It was really sad. Yeah, it's really sad to be a chick flick not having a place to happen. So it's, you know, it's like when you start looking at the things you enslave yourself to. Can you believe it? I mean, here I am going, oh, I love you. You're so wonderful. And they're going, bye. You know, thanks for the great gifts. And I would always buy really expensive gifts. I spent all my money on making sure that these girls were happy. But they were never happy with me. Well, they were happy, but not they were with happy, you. But not with me. They were happy for what they got. Exactly. So, you know, it's like you'd think I'd get to the point where I realized that money doesn't buy happiness. It buys girls. It mm. will not dish you until, they, until you ask for too much. But, you know, hey, that's another story for another time. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, you know what? Once again, I'm enslaved to the world, you know, the VA uh, empowerment Network, because Access Consciousness must now take a break. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We'll be back shortly. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Dane here, and I would like to invite you to an adventure in being. I've just written and finished a new book known as Being You, Changing the World. Are you one of those dreamers? One of those people who's always known that other possibilities should be available but haven't yet been able to see them be created? Well, I wrote this book for you. In it, you'll find tools, processes, and unique perspectives to change the things you've always wanted to change but didn't know how. In it, you'll find an invitation to a different possibility for a way that we can be in this world that changes not only our lives, but by being us, allows us to contribute to changing everything planet-wide that doesn't work. Are you aware that truly great people, truly being them, is the only thing that has ever created a great change on this planet? Are you willing to step up? Are you willing to be one? Check out a copy of my new book, Being You, Changing the World. I invite you to go to beingyoubook.com for a free gift. When you're pondering the big questions like, is there more than this? How can I have a happy relationship? What would it take to like my body? And how do I make more money? Where do you go for information and tools? 
Check out the online store at accessconsciousness.com. Accessconsciousness.com has books, DVDs, instant video and audio downloads, online classes, and so much more. Subjects include abuse, changing your body, recovery, raising children, business techniques, tools to generate more money, how to have better sex and healthier relationships, just to name a few. At accessconsciousness.com, you can also find facilitators who teach local classes on a variety of subjects. Accessconsciousness.com, your one-stop shop for tools to assist you in changing your life. All of life comes to us with ease, joy, and glory. Go to accessconsciousness.com to learn more. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to Access Consciousness. To join in on the discussion today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to Hi, everybody. It's Gary again and Miss Claudia Cano, and we're having a, a conversation in consciousness. It's kind of gone all over the boards, hasn't it? Yes. You know? But that's the way a conversation, a real conversation is consciousness is about. It's how you go to different areas to determine how to be conscious in that area, too. You know, so it's like, I wonder, you know, I wonder what somebody else might ask for as a conscious repertoire. So let's do, the, let's do that one about the projections and expectations again. So what, how many projections, expectations, separation, judgments, and rejections are you using to enslave you to someone or something for all eternity? Everything that is times a godzillion we just trying to create it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. So one more time. So what, how many? Projections, expectations, separation, judgment. Thanks for being here. It's like you're reminding me of what I'm doing. So thanks for that. So how many projections, expectations, separation, judgments, and rejections are you using to enslave you to something or someone that traps you for all eternity? Everything that is times a godzillion, we just try to uncreate it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys, man. So I'd like to recommend to people that you actually put that on a loop and listen to it for a while because it's got some serious charge on it mm-hmm. and it probably could give you more freedom in the long run. It just came to me like when you were saying this process that if I just let myself be enslaved, then I'm, I'm going to be taken care of and everything's going to be good. Really? Yeah. Did that work with your parents? Not really. No. no. Did it work with your husband? No. Did it work with your child? It never works. Oh, that. Yeah, it never works, <laughs> which is the hard part. You always, you, know, you always come to these conclusions about, well, this will make it work. Yeah. That's, you know, you're as big a romantic as I am. <laughs> exactly. Thanks for bringing that up. crazy as I am. Because it's like, you know, it's like you, you have this romantic notion that somehow everything's going to work out if you just let yourself be enslaved. Yeah. It's like, I don't think that works. In fact, I know it doesn't no, work. It doesn't. And everybody tries it as though it's going to work. It's just like really friggin' strange. I do not get why people do that. I know it's like I have a friend who's, you know, enslaved to vagina. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like every time a woman looks at him, 
he's suddenly in lust or in love or something. <laughs> you know, it's like, and he's always going for it. Whether, you know, it's like, she, he never asks a question like, will this one be fun? Will it be easy? Will I learn something? Will she be kind to me? Will she be, no, never ask that question. And he gets the most unkind women that go after him. And it's just like, why are you choosing that? I don't get the point of view. But I find that most people are enslaved to something. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. I, I know, I, you know, it's like, I know a lady who's like enslaved to the trauma and drama of her life. If she doesn't have trauma and drama, she creates trauma and drama. Her life should be a telenovela. <laughs> no? That's crazy. That's crazy. You know, it's <laughs> like, and, you know, it's like, I, you know, it's like this, one of my ex-wives, she's living with my son and she won't move out and he wants her to move out because she's created havoc with his kids and with, her, with his girlfriend, but she won't move out. And so every time he gets really angry with her or something, she goes out and spends the night in her car. I guess I can be a homeless person, you know, figuring that'll make him <laughs> guilty. And then, you know, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I wonder how many people are addicted to guilt. How many are enslaved? Oh, no, by guilt? no one. How many of you are enslaved by the guilt trip somebody lays on you? Oh, oh, not nice. So everything you've done to make yourself enslaved <gasps> to guilt trips to anger, rage, fury, and hate, to blame, shame, regret, and guilt, to addictive, compulsive, obsessive, and perverted points of view, to life, living, death, and reality, to love, sex, jealousy, and peace, and to doubt, fear, business, and something else. Everything that is times a God's million, we just try to create it all. Relationship. <laughs> right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts. People make themselves slaves to relationship all the time, don't they? Yeah. I mean, it's like, I think that, 50% of what I have to deal with on a weekly basis is somebody's relationship thing. And it's like, and they go, I go, well, you want to change this? They go, yes, I do. Okay, so you need to do this. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I go, what? You said you wanted to change this. Yes, but I don't want to do that. So in other words, you want them to change, right? You don't want to change. Well, of course, they need Hello. to change. Hello. <laughs> I'm perfect. Yes. <laughs> That's enslavement to, that's how you keep yourself enslaved to a relationship is by trying to get the other person to change because you will spend your entire time to figuring out how to make them change and then go, what can I be or do different that would change all this? Which would be easier. People are enslaved to the hard road to home. You know what that means? Oh, no. Well, it doesn't sound like fun. (laughs) No, it's not. It's like, I just realized by the look on your face. (laughs) That this doesn't translate into, <laughs> into Spanish. I don't think so. Hard row to hoe is the idea that you, you know, that you always choose the hardest ground to try and turn over to get a different, you know, to grow your seeds of possibility. Oh. So it's like you're always trying to do that. Why would you do that again? Uh, because you're enslaved to that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So everything you've done to enslave yourself to choosing the hard road home, which is the one where you have no money. It's the one where you have no sex life. It's the one where you have not enough of anything. It's the one where you really work hard, but nothing ever occurs. It's all of those. Everything mm-hmm. that is times a godzillion, we just try to create it all. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and yachts. Would that be like trying to prove how strong and wonderful you are? And yeah, how you can overcome anything? all obstacles? Yeah. Oh. I know a lot of people who are enslaved <laughs> to, you know, overcoming all obstacles. The problem is, 
one of the things I've noticed is if you're enslaved to overcoming all obstacles, you have mm-hmm. to, even when the obstacles go away, you have to create some more obstacles so you can do it. Woohoo! That's not, not the brightest <laughs> moment. So everything that is times a godzillion, we're just trying to create it all. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine chores, boys and beyonds. So how many of you are enslaved to the hard road to hoe, the hard hoe to row, the, you know, the, the, you know, the hardness of things, the difficulty, overcoming all obstacles, proving, <clears throat> oh, I know the other one people are enslaved to is being a problem solver. Mm, yeah. So the nice thing about being a problem solver is if you are a problem solver, then even when, when there are no problems, you have to create some, so you've got something to solve. Cool. Everything oh. that is times a godzilla, <laughs> we just trying to create it all. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, poison math. Apparently, we have a fair few problem solvers out there. In the <laughs> just a few? Yeah. I used to be one of those problem no, solvers. I, I never, no. You never did? No, of course not. <laughs> not oh, me. Yeah. Your eyes tell a different story. <laughs> And your laughter does too. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, it's like if you get into the, you know, it's like, and, but it's like, it's funny because like one of the things that my family did was they validated me for being able to solve problems. Mm-hmm. And they'd look at me and they go, you can solve that problem, Gary. You can solve that problem. You can solve that problem. And it's like, I got addicted to it because it was the main validation I got in my life. Do you get validation for solving problems? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And then so you create more because otherwise you create you're, more you're otherwise a bear. You have nothing to solve. Yeah. And if you have nothing to solve, then you're not going to do your job. You're not going to be validated. <laughs> and how many of you are enslaved to validation? Oops. <clears throat> and everything Oopsie. that is. Time to God's day. We just started to create it all. Yeah. <clears throat> right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, meows. Well, this, this didn't exactly go where I thought it was going to go, this program. But I'm glad that it went where it went. But it's like, Folks, you might want to listen to this thing, oh, 20 or 30 or 150 times so you get free of some of these things because it's like you've been enslaving yourself to all kinds of things that don't give you the choice to actually choose something greater. So, you know, it's like, oh, and that's another thing people are enslaved to, not being able to choose greater than anybody else. Greater or choose. Yeah, either one, (laughs) choice or choosing greater. Everything that is, times a godzillion, we just don't agree at all. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Okay, Ooh. apparently that has a lot of wow. consciousness attached to it because you're yawning, I'm wow. yawning, and I want to take a nap. Oh, God, it's me too. Wow, mm. too cute. Wish we had some candy in this hotel. <laughs> I'd be eating it right now. Sugar to the rescue. Yes. You know, a little adrenaline pump. So, what, huh, what creation are you using to create the enslavement you are choosing? No, what stupidity are you using to create the enslavement you are choosing? Everything that is times a godzillion, we just try to create it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And by stupid, we don't mean you're stupid. It's like stupidity is anytime you make yourself unaware of something, you actually invoke stupidity in order to make yourself unaware because you as an infinite being wouldn't be aware of everything. Mm-hmm. So what stupidity are you using to invoke and perpetrate the slavery you are choosing? Everything that is times a godzillion we just want to create it all. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, holy moly, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Wow. So what 
stupidity are you using to invoke and perpetrate the enslavement you are choosing? Everything that is times a godzillion, we just try to create it all. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, man. We have Grab- Gabriella from France, and we only have about two and a half minutes, Gabriella, so speak fast. Okay, that's perfect. So thank you for taking my call. Um, I'm wondering if we need, I'm new to access, and I'm wondering if I need to repeat the clearing phrase over and over again because you say you need to do it for 30 times, for 300 times, and so on. It's, it's, it's the thing is that it's like when stuff is really heavy and all of this conversation has been very heavy energy, when it's yeah. that way and you have something that's like that, it's like the more you run it, the deeper it goes. So it's like you run it one day for, you know, five or six times or whatever, and then you run it the next day, and it'll go to a deeper level. Because we have all these layers of where we've made ourselves slaves to something or where we've made ourselves unconscious about something. It goes on for millenniums, years and years and thousands of years, and maybe hundreds of years and maybe millions of years and maybe billions of years. We don't know how long we've been doing it. We just know that we've been doing it. And when it's very dense and very heavy, pretty much you need to do it a lot more (coughs) rather than less. Okay, and when it starts to get less heavy, then you can uh, quit saying it? Yep, you can quit saying it and then try it the next day and see if you've gotten to a deeper level. <laughs> okay, That's and say I, it again. Yeah. <laughs> it gets really light to you. Okay, I'm over. And then the next day, I go, oop, I just thought about that. So I run it again and it's like, oh my God, are you kidding? I have another layer of that stuff? So. Okay. That's how you get through the layers of it and get to the point where you have total clarity about the particular issue and create more peace in your life and possibility. Okay. Okay. So, can I ask for uh, a suggestion, like something sure. that uh, I might repeat? Because I'm going through a lot of transformation in my life right now. And I, I'm not really getting the next place to go. I don't really know where to go. I always have this here. This this is what you need to do, and we're down to the last minute here, so I'm going to do this fairly quickly. Run what energy, space, and consciousness can I be to have total clarity and ease for all eternity? Because what you want to, in the transformation process, what you need is total clarity and ease. So what energy, space, and consciousness can I be that would allow me to have total clarity and ease with all of this and that? That way you can jumble everything in the entire universe into it that you want to change and for all eternity and pock and pot and all that. Everything that is times a godzillion, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys and gals. Doing that, you'll probably get more clarity and more ease in a very short period of time because you as an infinite being should be energy, space, and consciousness. Well, we create ourselves as thoughts, feelings, and emotions instead. So I hate to go but we're down to the last 30 seconds. So, folks, yeah, well, please get this is a conversation in consciousness. Thank you so much for calling, Gabriella. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And so, folks, uh, you know, welcome to our world where nothing is about you can't change it and everything is about what can I do to change it and everything about what else is possible. How does it get any better? And how does it get any better than this? Exactly. Thanks, Claudia, for being here Thank with me. Thank you. People can find you how? Uh, accessconsciousness.com. Access, that's Claudia Cano at accessconsciousness.com. 
you know, and give us feedback at what is, you know, is not the time. Uh, when is the time? What is the time? I don't know. Somewhere. Just go to the Access website. You'll find <laughs> yeah. it. Or send, a, send an email to us at Voice America. So thanks, everybody, for being here. and Welcome to our world where it's never the way you think it looks. We appreciate you joining us this week for Access Consciousness, the radio show. To find out more about Access Consciousness, please visit our website at accessconsciousness.com. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time for another edition of our show with Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an excellent week. Welcome to Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.